Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. What's up? For those of you who are new, this is an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. recap podcast. So we go through each episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We are now in the second season. You can go watch it on Netflix if you would like to be caught up. Um, We also do talk about spoilers uh, through the through the rest of the season and beyond right yes we cover spoilers through the current season that we cover as well as uh, in our spoiler section pretty much up through the current what we know in the public as far as the mcu and i will speculate on the future i guess yeah we also talk uh, well you talk not me (laughs) uh heavily about comics connections um so if you don't want to be spoiled for any comics then sorry (laughs) but we talk about that too (laughs) yeah most of them are stuff that's like a lot of the spoilers are stuff that's like decades old and that like i mean it comes up but sometimes barely or less than (laughs) but yeah 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 uh, but yeah uh but i do also spoil current comics like not not like days they come out but <laughs> like <laughs> like stuff that's happening relatively recently or a couple of years ago at least yeah yeah um also we are a part of the but why though podcast community um so make sure you go check them out on twitter at but why though pc and the website but why though podcast.com um, our little family is growing so um we have a couple more podcasts that just joined um, you should definitely go check them out. Um, there's a comic slash pop culture one that just joined that the name is escaping me. I did not write that down. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should definitely go check it out. There's like a, a Pokemon podcast. There's um, an anime. Uh, so Kate and Lanisha do like a um, an anime podcast where animes have been turned into live action movies and um they're not great (laughs) so it's their commentary about it which it's pretty good if you're into anime um but yeah lots of uh good writing on there too we have excellent writers so super proud to be a part of their community go check them out i'm very proud of my uh multitasking skill because i was able to say all of that while realizing that i didn't have the correct show notes open (laughs) Because <laughs> we're having some technical difficulties this morning, uh, and I logged into Google <laughs> Google Drive while I was saying all of that, so I'm pretty proud of myself right now. Just thought I'd uh, put that out there. <laughs> it didn't sound like it, right? It didn't sound like I was doing something else. I don't know. Is there a job for that? Someone hire me to do something like that. Whatever. <laughs> so. People who need broadcasting while logging into things. Yep. <laughs> Um, Some sort of radio uh, station slash data entry job. (laughs) (laughs) I can do like voiceover commercial works while inputting in uh, your accounting information or whatever you would like. (laughs) Doing your taxes. I don't know. (laughs) Um, All right. So this is season two, episode three, titled Making Friends and Influencing People, which is a play on... Um, the book title, the super old book by Dale Carnegie, um, how to win friends and influence people, which is like that super famous self-help book that like every sales organization in the world uses and makes their employees read. (laughs) Oh, it has tons of pop culture shout outs, like, like 
lots of different titles I think are inspired by oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely, and uh, that's uh, the, you know the, it immediately brings it to mind. Like it's so famous. Yeah, it is. Um, and which is an interesting title because there's lots of brainwashing in this episode. So I thought that was clever. <laughs> It works on yeah. every level, like, like, like yeah, because of the stuff that comes up with the plot, like both in terms of brainwashing and mm-hmm, other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sometimes some, sometimes we don't get clever titles, but this I feel like was a clever one. I'm, I'm. Yeah, we've talked about a couple. How a couple of them are just a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like we're just like, wait, really? Oh, it's like they kind of. Threw- yeah or oh we need an we need a title here's an afterthought title of oh sure that works with that one scene in the entire episode cool (laughs) i still feel like the acronym track oh my god a little weak yeah that's that's my weakest uh, title i feel like i agree but i also i feel like it's making fun of all the acronyms that there are (laughs) so which is is fair (laughs) like which is actually kind of a it's nice to see them be able to have a good sense of humor about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this episode was written by Monica Wusu Breen and directed by Bobby Roth, um, Shield writer and director of veterans. Thank God we can pronounce the name. I know. Well, the re- <laughs> you know how I realized that I was on the wrong show notes was um, another writer whose name I can't say was in the was like good buddy Paul's name. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, didn't we just record this? I was like, oh crap, I'm in the wrong notes. Um, so that's how I how I noticed, and I almost made a comment on it. I was like, no, this is the wrong episode. <laughs> so I'm glad I caught that, that. one. Was on. I, I can tell by the date that one was on my. Uh, I remember that one was on my birthday of that year. Yeah, and then we and recorded. This one is now a week later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. So this one originally aired October seventh, twenty fourteen. Um, and if you, I don't know. I guess it depends on what type of fan you are. But um, if you watch the um, recaps before the show, I know Netflix shows them. I don't know if they show them like on the DVDs or anything like that. But I always watch the recaps because sometimes they show interesting like past footage um, from like different like episodes from like a long time ago. And especially because S.H.I.E.L.D. does a really good job of bringing in old elements or like reusing elements from previous seasons. I think it's always a good idea to watch the recaps because it'll like remind you of a character that was in an episode a long, long time ago, or like a piece of technology that was in an episode a long, long time ago, um, that's going to be relevant in this next episode. So the reason I say this is that Donnie Gill was in the recap uh, for this episode. So obviously he is going to be playing a part in this episode. So they're reminding us, you know, do you remember this kid who is really smart and went astray and he's angry and then he got put away in shield shield prison <laughs> it's really like weird that i don't know if it was just like the netflix fates uh like smiling upon me or something but i usually skip the recap and this time i thought about it i was like man <laughs> like, yeah well you know what weird. there was another episode in season one i can't remember which one it was but it was something similar where I was I usually skip the recaps and then it showed something that I was like, that's weird. Why are they showing that? And then it was relevant to the episode. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to skip them anymore because maybe I need a refresher, especially when we get into like season four or five. Like there's going to be stuff, obviously, that we don't remember because 22 episodes per season is a lot of information to retain. (laughs) So that's true. It's nice of them to give us a refresher because they know we're not going to remember everything. But um but yeah, so um, 
the actual episode starts with um, Dr. Whitehall and Mr. Bakshi are brainwashing a woman who is Agent 33. She's played by Maya Stojan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. So the brainwashing starts off right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, um, obviously Agent 33. Um, and then the next scene is an alarm going off in an apartment and it's Simmons and she's getting ready for work. It's this really cute opening sequence of um, music is playing and she's you know making coffee and working out and or she's making tea, actually. Sorry, she's British. Um, <laughs> and she's uh, walking to work and she gets a sandwich and she's eating and she goes up to her workplace to check in with security. And she's like chatting with the security guard and it's all good. And then we see the Hydra logo. Like she works for Hydra and she's working in a lab in Hydra. What is happening? Well, and until that <laughs> moment, it's like it's a combination like the, the 60s music, like mm-hmm. the upbeat music and her like whole wake up getting ready everything perfect you know eating the sandwich she gets from the you know food cart on the way and throwing away the wrapper right as she gets to her building like it felt like it was like either almost uh, like because of the music choice it felt either almost like uh uh wes anderson or even like like a Mary Tyler Moore opening yeah. sequence. Like, like, like it felt like really just, it was so upbeat and positive. It was like, it's, it's Jim's world. <laughs> you know? I know. And, then, and then the Hydra logo comes up. And I think even when I watched it the very first time and didn't know exactly how it was going to play out, I, I it's too I good did. to be true. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I think I knew how it was going to play out, but like, like, like that reveal isn't as shocking as it should be. I feel yeah. like if you, I don't know, know the character. Well, yeah, exactly. She would never, I don't know, like she would never just abandon everyone. Obviously, she's at Hydra for a reason. But we did talk about how uh, in a previous spoiler section, how it uh, how it uh, foreshadowed something coming up with in terms of Hydra between uh, Fitz and Jim of talking about how they'd never be Hydra. And right. This, I think is, is the be- is the beginning of that. Yeah. It's like the, fir- the first the first hit. Yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, um, but this is how we find out that Simmons is. You know, Simmons has been gone, and we don't really know. We just know that she's been gone. We don't know this why. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that this is where she's been, and it, it's clear that not everyone else on the team knows either. Um, seems like they'd be talking more about that. So this is clearly a well kept secret, even um, from the rest of the team. So um, now we go to the playground and Sky and May are doing some firearms training and Hunter and Mac walk in and Hunter apologizes again. This is the 400 and whatever time he's apologized. Um, And May just smirks and she says, don't be sorry, just wait, which Hunter is like, oh, my God, what did I do? Because if you forgot. Hunter shot or he iced Agent May and and Sky so he could go after Creel and failed. But <laughs> May is waiting for her revenge. Um, so Hunter asks Sky if she's ever oh, oh, well, first, before this happens, I guess Hunter and Mac have a bet and they're like, Oh, Sky, did you go to the Shield Academy? And she says, No. And so Hunter loses the bet, and so he has to do in Mac's inventory. But he also asks Sky if she's ever killed anybody. And Sky's like, no. And they leave and May's like, look, experience doesn't make it any easier um, to kill someone, which, 
hmm, I wonder why this advice is coming to her this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, wonder why this super conveniently timed thing is happening right, right? now. Right? <laughs> um, so Coulson is back, and he was also going after Agent 33, but Hydra got to her first. And he's it's very clear he's frustrated because he's trying to find all these really good S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that he could recruit, um, and Hydra keeps getting to them first. And so he's like, ugh. Yeah, who, who was it? Someone was it uh may that asked you know is she retired like hopefully and then no no she she was taken by hydra instead which we saw her in the first scene with uh right with whitehall and bakshi um so meanwhile back at hydra simmons is in the lab and she's doing her thing and her boss comes up and she's like or he's like um i need whatever you have on your results and she's like well i don't and, you know, it's not complete. And he's like, whatever you have, I have to go upstairs and, and present this. And um, so she explain, you know, gives him like a rundown of what the results mean. And she sees um, him holding a file with Donnie Gill in the file. And so, you know, obviously she has history with him. So she recognizes him. And we go to Marrakesh and Donnie is fixing um, a radio for this restaurant owner. And he's like trying to make this deal like, you know, I could stick around and fix things for you. Just let me stay. And the owner's like, I can't. And Donnie's immediately suspicious. And he's like, who's looking for me? Who's asking for me? And he kills him. And then these agents come in who are clearly Hydra agents. And he's like, just leave me alone. And he freezes them and kills them too. And he checks their phone and he sees, um, you know, some spy talk about um, deliver him to the Maribel Del Mar. Um, And now we go back to Simmons' apartment. She's coming home from work and she hears a noise. And so she grabs her gun out of her purse, which I found strange because she goes to work and has her purse searched at Hydra and... Obviously, she had her gun with her the whole time. So does Hydra not care if you bring guns inside? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I guess with the way Hydra sort of right. <laughs> is, like, wait, rewarding, you know. Violence and murder. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like treachery, but I guess they they want loyalty, but only to Hydra. So like, they don't really care if you kill your boss as long as you're willing to do your boss's job better than him. I guess that's another. true. Like, yeah, that that is very true. Um, they're, we- they're weird. It's a weird business structure. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was a little odd. I was like, aha, uh-huh. so she was a- allowed to bring her gun into work. Okay, that's cool. It's extra weird because she's a scientist. Like, it'd be yes. different if she was a Hydra <laughs> security person. But no, it's like it's like... No, I'm going to put my gun here. Yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, so she pulls her gun out of her purse and she walks into the kitchen and it's Colson and he's like, did you think I wouldn't find out? And she's like, what? And there's this moment where we think that he's accusing her of being like working for Hydra, but really he's there to make her dinner because she doesn't buy herself groceries. <laughs> she just eats fast food. <laughs> I feel like just like the Hydra reveal in the first yeah. place, like it's a fake out that doesn't quite work because they've yeah. done such a good job with her character. Yes. Like, yeah. But I think the first time somebody watches it, you're like, you're kind of not sure if that's just you telling yourself that or not. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he's like, look, I'm going to cook. I have steak and kale and and all these things and potatoes um, and you debrief. So she's clearly undercover, um, which is it's so cute that he comes over to cook for her. It's like, oh, dad, come to spend time with your kid. <laughs> um, but also it's crazy that Simmons of all people is undercover because we know 
how terrible of a liar she is. So, oh, and in the one where they pretended to be father and daughter, or whatever. Oh, like, I know. <laughs> like she's not a good actor or a liar. Like her, her character is bad at it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and nevertheless, she's the one who's under deep deep cover with the people who will kill everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, what of all people to choose? But I mean, like, obviously, like Fitz can't do it. He's like debilitated. <laughs> and well, I don't know that he'd be great at it anyway. I yeah, I don't think so either. He'd probably be, well, I mean, Simmons is obviously not dead yet. So she's doing a decent job. But I don't know if Fitz would do as well. I don't know. Maybe Simmons just needs like she needs her life on the line to be serious about it. And so this is definitely one of those situations. But she uh, she complains that she's being kept like in this lab that like her skills aren't being used. She hasn't found out any information. She did find out about Donnie Gill. But other than that, she's kind of being kept at arm's length. And um, Colson's like, well, you have to make friends. Um, and she asks him, oh, you want me to be like Ward, which is like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> that's 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 a thing. Back at the playground, um, Colson brings the team up to speed on Donnie Gill and Colson asks Fitz for info because he knew him and Fitz is like, well, you know, I, I only knew him for like a day and he's he's trying to say stuff and Mac kind of helps to interpret and he's like, well, you could ask Gemma. And obviously, like Simmons is not there. And meanwhile, Colson's like, we have uh, Sky is talking to the asset about other ways, you know, that we could figure out what to do here. And so Sky is the asset is Ward. So Sky is talking to Ward about Hydra's recruiting practices. And um, he twists it around and tries to talk about her family. And Sky stops and she's like, my mistake. I was talking to you like you were a normal person. <laughs> and so they go back to like their serious conversation about Hydra. And Ward is like, look, if we found a gifted person and they wouldn't join Hydra, they were killed. The gifted that refuses Hydra is a threat. And Sky's like, that's the difference between Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. would never do that. And Ward's kind of like, well, that's why we will win. <laughs> so there's this, like, battle of morals between the two organizations here, which, I don't know, we could debate that maybe at a different time. <laughs> Once we know a little more. Meanwhile, back in Morocco, we're in Casablanca. Um, Donnie finds the Maribel Domar, and it is a ship um, in the harbor, and he freezes the ship in the water because that's his power. He can freeze things, if you don't remember from many episodes back. Back at Hydra, uh, Simmons, she, she gets to work and her boss shows up and says that she's been asked for upstairs. And she's like, what? Why? And he's like, a security matter. And she's like, I didn't do anything. So she goes upstairs and Mr. Bakshi is there and she, he's asking questions about Donnie Gill. And he's like, why didn't you tell us that you knew the subject? And she's just like, I just didn't think to. But she plays it well. And she's like, look, I'm here, you know because I have an allegiance to science. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. gave me the capacity to ask questions and find out answers. And now HYDRA is allowing that. So that's why I'm here. Well, and, it, and it feels like it's kind of sort of what Coulson advised her to do when she said, you know, be like Ward. And he said, no, just be selective and just focus on the true things. It's like she's, she's honest about caring about science and being with Hydra as long as it helps her accomplish her goals, not being like making it sound like that's that goal is her allegiance to science, which is also true. Mm -hmm. But when in actuality, it's her deep cover. Like, yeah. like, she's doing a good job of like, I'm 
she's she's obi-wan kenobi <laughs> yeah she's using from a certain point exactly. of view i'm telling the truth yeah like it's self it, it's it's a good technique for someone who's not a good liar <laughs> to try to get away with it and i, I, I like it it works it, it's- it does and she's convincing um but i don't know if bakshi is convinced he's like well there's other ways to test loyalty and so obviously she's going to be t- her loyalty is going to be tested yeah, it feels very tentative like that guy <laughs> He's not easily um, won over. No, no, he's not. Um, so we go back to the brainwash room. I don't know what else to call this room, but <laughs> the brainwash room. <laughs> but, but it'll come back a little bit in something I talk about when I refer to our connections later on. Oh, nice. It is the Faustus method. You call it the Faustus room, I guess. Oh, okay. Faustus room. Okay. That sounds much more intelligent than brainwash room. Brainwash room sounds like a 10-year-old came up with it. So that's <laughs> no, good. No, it, just, it, just <laughs> it just sounds like a place where your brain goes to use the bathroom and wash up afterward. <laughs> like the, brain, the brainwash room. <laughs> All right. So in the Faustus room, um, Whitehall is monologuing about whatever. Like he's – he. You know, he, he's, he's patient and blah, blah, blah. And Agent 33 manages to get her hand free. And while he's not, not even faced, he just comes over and puts her hand back in the thing. And he's like talking very sternly at her. And um, Bakshi interrupts to ask about Gil. And I guess Simmons is now going with them to retrieve Donnie because she has a past relationship with him. And so she this is how she has to prove her loyalty. God, Whitehall's a piece of work. <laughs> Back at the playground, uh, Fitz wants to know who the asset is. So while everyone else is leaving except for him and Mac um, to go get Donnie, um, Mac's like, hey, let's go play video games. Like we have the console to ourselves. And and Fitz is like, no, I want to go do some investigation or whatever. And he's tired of being kept in the dark. Um, and so Fitz goes downstairs and he sees Ward. And oh, my God, Ward is like first of all Fitz is like freaking out he's like on the verge of a panic attack and Ward is like you know given the circumstances it's really good to see you no I know he's such a mm, he's a monster he is which but part of me thinks that that was true for him oh no we've talked about it before where I think that like he's so messed up that like he really does think like oh you know I cared about these people or whatever it's like but like, but yeah, but who you don't get to, man. Like, screw yeah. you, man. Like, like. And actually, in this next moment, he has the audacity to say that he actually saved them. Him, he he saved him and Simmons because Garrett wanted him. Because Garrett's daughter is right. Yeah, Garrett wanted him to shoot them, and he's like, "No, I didn't shoot you guys. I didn't kill you. I just dropped you to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I knew that you would figure it out." Yeah, he said, "I gave you a fighting chance," and you, like he Ugh. knew that that him and Simmons would always figure it out. It's like that you don't get to do that, man. <laughs> like, no, you ruined his life. And Fitz is like, "You saved me," like, and he can't even speak. Like, he's like, first of all, he's so upset, and second of all, like, he just has a hard time with that right now. Anyway, and he's like, "Look, okay, I'll show you what it's like." And so he starts turning the oxygen down in 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 Ward's cell, and he's like, "Do you know hypoxia? This is what you did to me. Like, you deprived my brain of oxygen, and now I'm like this." Uh, and I think that the extreme duress he's under in seeing Ward is the, is the asset, and he was there on base with them, you know, in prison, oh, yeah. and and everything, and you know, the state he's in in general, in the middle of his rehab, uh, you know, you know, not knowing 
how much, if anything, he's going to be able to recover from what, what he's lost, you know, cognitively and processing wise. And, and, uh, but in that moment when he first starts to like kind of freak out, that is what made, makes me believe that Ward is convincing himself he cares, is convincing himself yeah. he's being honest. Like, cause when he, when he says like Fitz, you know, uh, you know, he, after saying it's good to see him, he's like, he, he there's genuine concern in his voice where there, where it's not to play with anyone. There's no, there's no, if it was, if he, if he was trying to take advantage of him, I, I like, uh, there doesn't seem to be any long game there or anything, you know, like it's just an immediate reaction just like seeing someone in pain. And it, it feels like he, like he at least believes he cares about him and it makes it all, it's all gross and awful. You just hey, I hate everything about Ward. We continue to hate Ward. <laughs> <laughs> we do continue to hate Ward. Yeah, this scene was so rough because we knew it was going to happen. You know, like Ward is there. Eventually Fitz is going to like stumble across him. And God, this interaction was just awful. It happens pretty quick overall. Like a lot of stuff's happening quick. Yeah. I didn't remember this happening so fast. I felt like it was like halfway through the season that that fits encounters ward but this is like you know three episodes in and he already meets with him and god i hate ward so much he's like so twisted and he like can't even help himself like he is just naturally a liar and abusive and he believes his he's delusional and he believes all these things and uh, i just I feel so bad for Fitz in this moment. And I would have probably done exactly what Fitz did. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's something that he would do in most cases, but this is like so extreme the, how he's yeah. been pushed, how far he's been pushed. Yeah. And as uh, Fitz is lowering the oxygen, he says something like, I should be out there with them. I should be getting Donnie Gill with them. And Ward's like, oh, like you're walking into like a bad situation. He's like trying to explain. He's like, please let me like help your friends or whatever. And then the scene cuts. See, and you're walking into a bad situation. Sounds like it could be a song by New Edition, which is what I always think of every time I hear Donnie Gill. Because Johnny Gill was a member of New Edition. Every single time. Every time. I think. Oh well, my god! Like, like, I know it's not intentional, but maybe it was. Maybe it was. Who knows? <laughs> Whoever made up the comic character, I have to find out if they were like, because I think he was like the third version of the Blizzard. I'm pretty sure it was like in the 80s. It could be a new edition. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Sorry Um, for that aside. (laughs) Um, So back at Casablanca, um, the bus is flying there and the bus is really loud, even in stealth mode. So it makes me, I mean, like that makes sense. Obviously you can't like hide noise in the same way that you can hide visuals but i feel like other times that we've seen the bus in stealth mode it hasn't been it's been quiet so i found that interesting that for this scene they made the bus really loud (laughs) like okay um tv inconsistency you know we're all about it um some foley artist is having fun (laughs) that day was like i'm gonna be loud today Um, so Sky, Hunter, and May are jumping out of the bus to go to Morocco. And Hunter's like, Is this your first time? And she's like, Yeah, it's fine. And Hunter's like, Hunter's joking around, like, Oh, I'm the one who packed your parachute. And my ex wife always said I was really bad at it. So hopefully you make it type of thing. <laughs> Which. <laughs> Another side, if we didn't know that his ex wife, slight spoiler, will be making an appearance this season, yeah. you know, that, that I feel like if we didn't know that they were name dropping it for a reason, yeah, it would be 
it would be getting annoying old yeah. so fast <laughs> yeah so, so like i wonder for like the casual viewer where they're just like geez dude get over i know it. like this is like the eighth like you've been in three episodes <laughs> and you won't shut up about your ex. i know it's like either he's really not over it which it's clear he's not um right. <laughs> and, true, true. and we'll see that later too but um but yeah it's like okay are you good are we gonna meet this woman like okay yeah we will meet her <laughs> no it's like being a badass mercenary slash espionage guy is like his third biggest characteristic <laughs> after being uh not over his ex and yep. british <laughs> also she calls him train spotting yeah right? she does and- <laughs> which is pretty good um oh i forgot to mention so in the scene where um sky and may are training she's wearing a heart rate monitor and may is like you got to keep calm under pressure like it's you know targets are one thing but when someone's pointing a gun back at you like you need to you need to stay calm and focused. And so Sky is wearing her heart rate monitor now. And even as she's trying to jump out the plane, her heart rate is normal. And so she's doing really good. Like she's becoming this badass agent, like Agent May. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so happy that May is her SO now because it should have been that way from the beginning. <laughs> like, yes, yes, agreed. Ward should not have been her SO. It should have been May. We kept Ward away from people other than may i'm the only person who can handle his bs and compartmentalize yeah yep that includes colson he's a pussy cat yeah he can't handle it either he's he he's too feely too attached so we go to the maribel domar the ship that's frozen in the harbor and simmons is there she finds donnie and he's like, whose side are you on? Are you on? Sh- are you with Shield? Or are you with Hydra? And Bakshi is in her ear listening, and he's you know walking her through what to say. And Coulson's team shows up in the mean meantime and takes down the Hydra guards. And Simmons manages to upset Gil by saying like something about you know being used. And and Gil's like, I'm tired of being used. Um, oh yeah, yeah. She <laughs> like, says that you need to use your gifts. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. It's like it's a waste not to use your, your yeah. gifts. And-, and she's talking about his intelligence. Yeah, she's up his mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not his actual his gifts, like his icing gifts. But yeah, so he he gets upset and Bakshi starts saying, like, okay, say exactly this. And he gives her the brainwashing dialogue to subdue him. And Gil is like trying to fight it. And um, they get interrupted because May and Hunter are in sniper positions and you know, they're given the order to shoot whoever is there on for Hydra and Simmons back is to them. She's got a Hydra logo yeah. on, on, on her camo <laughs> yeah. jacket on the back. Like it's like a Land's End logo or something. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's like, this is a Hydra agent right here. Shooter. Um, but she turns and may recognizes that it's Simmons. And so she doesn't want Hunter to shoot her. So she shoots Hunter and it makes noise obviously. And, um, Donnie is like, oh, like he gets upset. So Simmons runs and May is like, are we are we maintaining Simmons cover? What do we do? And Colson's like, maintain her cover. And so Simmons runs to Bakshi and he's like, I'll handle this. So Bakshi comes in and reactivates Gil's brainwashing and he tells him to freeze the ship and kill everyone inside. I have a, I have a brief question. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't sure on my viewing when, because w- w- I think they ask uh, later on, I can't remember who it is, but uh, do you think May already knew? Yes, she did know. She did yeah, know. Yeah. I wasn't sure if she already knew or if she just figured it out instantaneously because she's May. Yeah, no, May May and Colson knew. I think Sky had a conversation or no, she her and May have a conversation about this later. Yes, did you know? She says, yes. Yeah, yeah. So May did know. So May and Colson both okay. know. 
Yeah. And so, oh, so Bakshi tells uh, Gil to freeze the ship and kill everybody inside. And so they they go outside to the deck and Sky is up on a top level with a sniper rifle. And as Donnie is freezing the ship, you know, May and Hunter are trying to get out and the doors are locked because they're frozen shut. And Sky shoots Donnie and he falls into the ocean. And um, she sees Simmons and she pretends to shoot her and misses. And Simmons pretends to push Bakshi out of the way, saving his life. And they run off and they're like, well, I've got to get out, get out of here. And Sky looks down at her heart rate monitor and it's still normal. Like she killed someone and she just saw one of her best friends undercover with Hydra. And wow. <laughs> and she, improv- she improvised. Yeah. That- because she she didn't know all that stuff. No, she so, didn't. But but figured it. But f- I think she figured it out. And so she, like you said, she like made it. She, she didn't only let her go, but she also made it l- helped her out, helped mm-hmm. her prove herself. Whether you know, it, like figuring out the whole thing really quick, yeah. and help and helping her va- like finish the deal. Because like you'd said before, Bakshi wasn't won over super easily. Like like he was still skeptical. He wasn't like, oh, you're clearly a mole. But at the same time, he also wasn't like, yes, you're on our side. No, she said, I love science. (laughs) The question of, are you loyal to Hydra was, I'll work for Hydra because I love science. Yeah, yeah. That's not exactly loyal. (laughs) No, it's not a great answer. Yeah. It's not, I work for S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm undercover, but it's still probably not the answer he wanted. (laughs) Right. But, but, But pushing him out of the way of a bullet looks pretty good yes yeah absolutely yeah so quick thinking on sky's part and she maintained her cool during the whole thing um just turned just super badass like you said yeah um so back at the playground um hunter asks may if they're even and she's like we are but she looks over at trip (laughs) and trip just smiles (laughs) because he shot trip too if you've forgotten well yeah and trip had said uh when she did it he says Damn, I wanted to be the one. (laughs) It's like he wasn't there and he's not in on the the Simmons thing and didn't know that anyone was saving her when May shot him. All he heard was that in the middle of this mission that May just shot him, which I love that that's his reaction. It was like, yeah, I was going to use my first chance too. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. No, he's great. That's pretty good. So Sky is hiding on the bus. Um, she's like by herself and and May goes looking for her. She says like she clearly misses their life from before all this stuff happened. Um, she's like, I just wanted to, to feel like it was before, which is like really sad. Like she finally finds a family and then it just gets completely uprooted and like, you know, fits essentially like a brother to her is, you know, not doing well there's they're having to hunt down these agents to like try to recruit them or these old assets or these old gifted people that like they've already put away ward is like a prisoner it's just a mess like i just feel so bad for her and now that she knows about simmons she's really worried about simmons and this is when um she asks may if she knew and may says yes and she's like simmons is a terrible liar like she's gonna get caught and she's gonna get killed and May's like no like she's fine she's really good and she says that Sky's really good too which is unusual coming from May given what we I guess are familiar with from her like she's just become a much warmer person yeah doling out compliments to these young agents um it's nice to see um I don't 
I feel like this teaching mentoring role has been good for her um, as far as like opening her up. So we can talk about that a little bit more in a bit. So Colson goes to have a chat with Fitz and he's like, look, I saw the recording of you with Ward and, um, you know, I, I apologize. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have kept Ward from you, but I was trying to protect you because you're just going through a lot. And I just felt like I didn't want to overwhelm you. Um, and he's like, I, sh- you know, I want to tell you also that Simmons is on an, ins- an assignment and Fitz is like, well, did she want to go? And Colson's like, look, what she's doing is really important. And he kind of doesn't answer the question, <sighs> which answers it. Yeah. Um, I just feel really bad for Fitz in this moment. <laughs> and Colson, too, because it's like, this isn't, I mean, I don't know, this isn't an easy situation for anybody. Um, meanwhile, back at Hydra, um, Agent 33 has finally complied, and um, Bakshi mentions that he wants Simmons brought upstairs because he thinks that her talents will be useful, and if she doesn't comply, they will make her, which then ominous music plays. <laughs> uh, more brainwashing. Back at the playground, um, Sky goes down to Ward, and she asks him if he was brainwashed. And she, he says no. And um, it's so sad because she, there's a part of her that like still wants him to be a good person and is hoping that like maybe he was doing all of this against his will, <sighs> which is super sad. Um, and he says, you know, I'll never lie to you again because I want you to believe me when I tell you that I know that your father is alive and someday I want to take you to him. And she leaves. And she checks her heart rate monitor, and it is not low. It is rising. She is freaked the fuck out. And then that's the episode. Oh, man. There's so much ward fuckery in this episode, just between Fitz and Sky. Yeah, I can't decide if I if I genuinely don't like his beard or if you just hate him so much that it just doesn't – that it has no redeeming power. It has no redeeming power. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's just he's just awful. He's just he's he's the worst. Oh my god! But at least he was. I mean, I I appreciate that he was honest when he's like she asked if he was brainwashed. He could have been like yes. Yeah. But oh my it god. feels like this episode he was mostly honest. But like, who gives a shit? I know. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't really care. Like, p- pretend you're the like queen of England. Like, do whatever you want for all the stuff he's done. Like, like there's no earning anything. There's no redeeming him. No. And it feels like that's what I think what the character is like genuinely sort of trying to do. Not not to be good but to earn something back from these characters, from from the characters he cared about. Yeah. Like like Sky and like, like uh, Fitz. Oh, but it's still just, it's gross. Every interaction with him is like you can tell he's, like you said, he's genuinely trying to win them back and it's too late dude like you fucked up and it's it's never going to be the same like that's why you're in a cell by yourself <laughs> I, just, I just watched the uh the, the ted bundy netflix thing oh god and like is it delusional to think you're going to get away with it when everything has always gone right for you yeah. when, like when he had kept getting away with it <laughs> you know using his real name so it's the same sort of thing to me it's like reward to like how crazy how out of it is he to be like they're gonna forgive me when just he's been able to get away with all this awful crap including murdering his parents it's like like, you know oh my god i didn't even oh 
Yeah. Like just it, it between white male privilege and just his actual experiences, it feels like Ward has every reason to believe he's going to walk out of there and Sky will love him because he gets what he wants. I really want to get Dr. Ophelian on here as a guest to talk about Ward one day. <laughs> that would be fun. I like that idea. A deep dive into Ward's psychology. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Dr. Annalise Ophelian is the director and creator of the Looking for Leia docuseries. So I had the pleasure of interviewing her on Rebel Girl a while ago. She's lovely and she's she loves S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> so yes, I, I got to, to hang out with her and a, a friend of, of ours, uh, Ron and uh, and Maya at, uh, at Comic-Con this last year. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. I love her. But yeah, she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, which I I just found out when we decided to start this, um, which I didn't know, but I feel like she has a lot of, th- she would have a lot of things to say about Ward <laughs> that would be very interesting. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was Donnie, which poor dude just like wants to be left alone and then he gets brainwashed and then he gets killed. <laughs> like, or, or does he? Or he'll yeah. find his body and he immediately tur- like starts to get covered in ice, which doesn't seem like something a dead thing does. This is true. He's cocooning himself in ice to become a true ice man. I don't think we ever see Donnie again. (laughs) To transition to our spoiler section, that's the end of Donnie, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, spoiler section time. He got Netflixed into uh, (laughs) 13 Reasons Why, so he can't come back. He's too busy. Too busy. But yeah, I just feel bad. There's a lot of gifted people that kind of get the short end of the stick. They're just like kind of presented as villains, even though they're just kind of, I don't, I don't want to say victims of circumstance. I feel like, um, who was the crazy guy that um, was after Coulson's girlfriend? I forget his name already. Daniels? Last name Daniels? Oh, yeah. Blackout. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I mean, he was clearly a little nuts and obsessive, but like- Marcus. Yeah, Marcus Daniels. But maybe he just needed some therapy and he would have been okay. Like We didn't have like evil <laughs> shadow powers or whatever. I mean, maybe- <laughs> <laughs> might do something to you. Maybe. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of clinical research on what shadow powers does to someone psychologically yeah. that I know of. This is true. Being tied to a, to an endless void yeah. might mess with you. Yeah, this is true. Maybe uh, turning things to ice does something to your soul as well. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and being brainwashed by uh, super Nazis yeah. definitely can't be good for anybody. Yeah. Oh, we find out too earlier in the episode that apparently they they attempted to brainwash Donnie, but it didn't stick. And so that's why he was able to escape. That was like the intel that Ward gave. He, he cracked his conditioning yeah. the first time. Yeah. But, but I mean, they reactivated it. So mm-hmm. it worked on some level. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. I mean, that's cool that he was able to do that but it's scary that it can just be really easily reactivated like ugh. as long as you have the smooth talking bakshi say it in person apparently yeah <laughs> <laughs> smooth talking bakshi <laughs> oh, that's his new name now i'm gonna put that in the notes from now on <laughs> in the brainwash room um <laughs> um so the other thing i wanted to talk about is agent may and how she's i mean Okay, so all through season one, she's like known as like the ice queen, warrior with the heart of ice is what Lorelai calls her. Um, She tries really hard not to have attachments. She's kind of closed off from everybody. And in this season, she's warm. She's joking around. She's giving out compliments. And she's like showing concern for Coulson and like helping him through his episodes and I don't know, Maze. There's a, a 
another part of May's characters that, that's really starting to shine through during this season, and I really like it. And it's showing a softer side to her that we get to see even more of in season five, which is a whole thing <laughs> that we can talk about at length when that happens. Um, I I feel like, I, but I also feel really bad because I know what's coming in this season and the next season with her ex and I feel like she's starting to open up and getting a little bit more vulnerable with people and then that's I I don't know she just so so much stuff happens to her (laughs) like coming up soon and I just feel so bad I just want me to be happy (laughs) no yeah it doesn't really get super good for her until recently to transition to our spoiler section yeah and then it doesn't yeah and then it doesn't again (laughs) like just tragedy all around just let her be happy please let's let fitz and simmons be happy too please spoilers for the future it's rough for all those guys and everybody not so rough yeah um Comic connections, I yeah. can go with you before we go into any specific spoilers, which I can only really think of actually would come directly from the major comic connection. But before I get to that, I'll just talk about uh, the Faustus method, which oh, yeah. <laughs> is a, in reference to a character named Dr. Faustus from the comics who has a version of him in Agent Carter. Uh, his name is Johann uh, Fenhoff, and he, in the, in the comics, was... Captain America's modern day psychiatrist when he's thought out in the sixties and he like (laughs) helped him deal with his Austrian psychiatrist helped him deal with his, uh, uh, you know, PTSD from, you know, world war two and being thawed in ice and whatnot, frozen and thawed in ice. Uh, turns out he's an evil Hydra sleeper agent and brainwashes (laughs) people. (laughs) He goes by the code name, Dr. Faustus. Uh, yeah, of course. And he's been around for years. He's died. He's come back. He's died. He's come back. Uh, yeah, he's a bad dude in the shows. He is, uh, a guy tied to like, uh, Bucky and, and black widow and worked for the post-world war two, like Soviet group called Leviathan that appears in agent Carter is spoiler for agent carter at the end he is defeated and he's put in the same cell as the scientist arnim zola who is in captain america a uh, first avenger and winter soldier and is one of the founders of hydra so oh. that would be why they get the faustus method and uh, the same guy who programmed bucky and the, like first black widows would have also taught hydra how to program people i'm so glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about all of that. Cool. Well, I'm always here to help. <laughs> so, so thank you. So well, and thank it you. ties directly <laughs> to our next uh, direct comic connection, which would be Agent 33, as you said, was mm-hmm. played by uh, Maya Stojan or Stoyan. I don't know. It's uh, uh, a yeah. Jek uh, surname. Uh, she it's an it's another instance of them taking a character like Daisy Johnson, who was you know as we talked about, uh, who is based on uh, Angelina Jolie in the comics, you know, and making a uh, character <laughs> yeah. who would have otherwise just been another uh, white person into a person of color. Uh, in the comics, uh, Kara mm-hmm. Palamas is a blonde Greek lady. 
And uh, in this, oh. she's played by a woman who uh, is Jack and um, Sri Lankan, which is pretty cool. So uh, we have another mm-hmm. uh, person of color uh, added to the Marvel mythos. And she was originally in the comics, a character who first appeared in Hercules Heart of Chaos number one in 1997, created by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends. And she was a uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and S.H.I.E.L.D. agent number 33 and ally of uh hercules the god the god because he's a, yeah because he's <laughs> in a, i think i mentioned before he's an avenger like like thor is and whatnot in the comics <laughs> pretty cool i think he should be in the movies uh i don't know he could play by uh, joe manginello that dude is giant and has a beard he's pretty much perfect <laughs> Because uh, that's oh, pretty much the, the only requirement for Hercules in the comics. Like he's just this big hairy <laughs> dude with a beard. Usually wears a toga, like with a short skirt, giant like sand, like thigh high sandals, and oh my God. carries a big metal mace and and goes gets into fights with people for fun, and uh, is uh, bisexual <laughs> and he's kind of rad. Uh, I dig him, but and he's who introduced Kara. Palamas and uh into the comics and she had a few appearances isn't like a super prolific character but if we go into our spoiler section she's pretty important in shield she becomes what's known as may's evil twin yeah which is weird and freaky (laughs) when doesn't she sort of end up becoming like i'm i'm going by my fuzzy memories here and not research but doesn't she sort of become like with Ward's girlfriend. Yes, she does. They get together, right? Yes. I totally forgot about that. And at one point, because she gets like the whole like face swapping stuff going on, at one point she does look like like uh like like Sky and, and makes out with Ward and that's gross. Oh I oh my god. Fuck fuck Ward. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, who wrote this show? There's just so many levels. <laughs> It's all like meaningful and good and bring all sorts of stuff back, but man, he's just the worst. Yeah. He's just so gross. He's like gross inside and out. Like yeah. his, makes my insides itchy. Like it's like I hate that guy. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Ew. <laughs> She's played really well, yeah. like by by Maya Stojan. She does a good job. And like we barely see her in, in this one, but we get we get a lot, we of, get a lot her. of her in the rest of this season. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's about it. Does she get back after season two? I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe, maybe not. Maybe barely, if she yeah. does. Well, doesn't she have like because the the mask thing like malfunctions or like May like destroys it somehow, so she's stuck with like half of May's face. Oh, that might be true. Oh, that's creepy. But I don't remember if she dies or if she like what happens. We'll find out, obviously. I, I feel like, oh, okay, <laughs> looking really quickly into it, it looks like her last appearances are in season two. She's She okay. appears uh, like heavily throughout the rest of the season yeah. and then is mentioned a couple times in the next season. And then never again, <laughs> which <laughs> is fair considering like Ward isn't a main character. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's true. He's what, recurring uh, thorn in their side? I don't know how to like... <laughs> He is still a main character this season, but he kind of like yeah. segues into supporting and supporting bad guy. What, but he's not him anymore, right? He's True. He's Hive. Yeah. He's Hive, and then and then hologram nice guy Ward, which was the, maybe the worst <laughs> mind fuck of them all, was to like to have a genuinely nice Ward that we liked for the first time, maybe ever. But you know what? It kind of felt good to have that. 
because like you wanted to like him and then he was a shit bag but then also you're like all fucked up because he is a shit bag in real life <laughs> well in real life well, and it was impossible to root for him entirely because more than justifiably daisy wasn't having any of it you know yeah. like like in the it, uh, like and she shouldn't have she sh- shouldn't have fallen for it though, because especially cuz like she she was never programmed she yeah. she she and uh and Gemma break into it, right? Yeah, yeah, Ev- yeah. Everyone else has programming, <laughs> but she's like, "No, oh, man, oh gosh, that's such a frustrating segment the whole season." Because and, and and that is so messing with us. Because you're right; like we always wished we could have liked Ward. If you did like him in the first part of season one, and it's not anyone any of viewers' fault, I think we were always onto him a little bit. But that's that's just us. But uh, <laughs> but but no, I think like yeah, you want to like the main characters, so them making Ward into the genuinely good dude in the in the framework, and then having uh, Daisy go in and not fall for it because she because of her personal reasons, there's no reason she should be into it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's even more frustrating. It's like, it's the one time he's genuinely a good guy, but he's also not really a real person. So yeah, <laughs> like her, her giving him guff or not being able to accept it isn't that big a deal because he's not even a person. And he's, I don't know, wasn't he still, was he resistance, right? Yeah, he was resistance. Oh gosh, yeah. it's so frustrating. I know. Well, I just feel like, like even in this episode when Sky is like, were you brainwashed? Like a small part of me like hopes that he was, you know, like because it's like, please be a good guy. You're a great spy. You're like, you know, you could be such a good asset uh-huh. <laughs> to the team, but you're just a dick bag and you don't deserve anything but death <laughs> or imprisonment. But yeah, no, and I and I want to root for Sky too. Yeah, but to come back to that later and him actually be that person, even though he's not real, oh, it's just this show just it 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 rips us apart and puts us back together, and just so many times, so many times. It's not easy on us for sure, but yeah, I no. think other than the ongoing story of the shape changing. Auntie May, who also like <laughs> she has a history with uh with the oft mentioned Bobby Morse, uh ex wife of Hunter, who we will talk about when she appears, which is mm-hmm, coming up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, but they refer to them as having like they were like good friends and colleagues as well. So oh, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of development that goes into Agent Thirty Three or uh, or Kara. Um, do all agents have a number? <laughs> Why is she the only one with a number? Oh, uh, she's she's not. That, like that's also like, Agent Carter is pretty famously Agent Thirteen. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. They don't all have numbers. I don't think. They, they... I was gonna say what's what's Coulson if we know. Uh, let's see. I don't believe Coulson does have a number. But now I have to look up Agent Carter. <laughs> I feel like Agent Carter should be Agent like two. Like, didn't she find she helped found Shield? <laughs> well, oh no, I'm uh, I'm talking about uh, Sharon is I, I believe. Although actually, I, th- I think oh okay, I think actually she might have the same number. I don't know. Sharon might. I always forget because I'm not as I'm not as like attached to Sharon just because I haven't read the comics with her in it. Sharon and Peggy are both Agent Thirteen. Hey, I was right the first time. I shouldn't second guess myself. Oh, cool. 
Yes. <laughs> we, you know, I believe that that's, you know, that comes from the comics where she's not exactly one of the, I mean, she's still one of the original, original 13, I think members of shield, but the, the code name also might mm-hmm. predate shield. as just when she was in espionage during, during world war two, before they had created shield. Right. And all that stuff's been retconned so much. Now shield existed. It was, I mean, she was created like, <laughs> I think by like Ramses or something after an alien invasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in ancient <laughs> Egypt, and like, and then like, and then like reinvigorated, uh, and like, 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 like brought us, brought us a new, a new, uh, a new life, new iteration, uh, an organization brought to this history that dated back to ancient Egypt uh, by one of Shield's most uh, important uh, old members, Leonardo da Vinci. Oh my God! Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's also like actively still around now? Like, they've, <laughs> like, like he's he's in Marvel Comics. I think oh I think God. he's kind of started Shield again, maybe. Uh, and one of his first recruits is, uh, of course, Riri Williams, uh, Ironheart, uh, with an excellent book by Eve uh, by Eve Ewing and uh, also uh, Miles Morales, because Brian Bendis is the one who decided that he should be involved in shield again even though he, he wasn't the one who, who did it who like started it but he was like hey we should bring that back the guy who wrote this just finished it this should still be happening oh my God. comics like, are so weird they're super weird it, i don't even understand sometimes i really i understand it way more than a lot of people i've worked in it i understand like the ins, in, ins and outs it still makes absolutely no sense. Like, like it's it's all the weirdness of like soap operas with like comas and long lost twins and whatnot. But like you multiply it by alternate dimensions and clones <laughs> and resurrections, and then it's like yeah, it's basically everything is passions. <laughs> that, that, that one, <laughs> the uh, the one soap opera that had hell and like demons yeah. and like evil twins that like like we're created with spells and whatnot like which i also like why not (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you're gonna be outrageous may as well just go for it hey everybody loves like you know like supernatural and 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 sci-fi and superhero stuff Mm -hmm. so much now except for bill maher you see that no he again well the first time he did it in recent memory because he's he's done it for years now like he just like says basically he means superhero stuff but says comic books because he's ignorant as, as, as fuck because <laughs> he thinks they're the same thing but uh but he says like his most recent thing was only a country that uh that thinks superheroes or thinks comic books are important could uh, elect donald trump which i'm like okay you mean like uh italy and france and japan, japan yeah <laughs> and a bunch of other countries that they care about comic books too because we're not exclusive like and second off uh fuck you because the first time he said it recently was right after stanley died which oh, is basically just like yeah. everybody's an idiot because stanley wasn't important it's like fuck him dude yeah and I, 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 i've mentioned it i think on the show before but like how many goddamn publishers do we know him and hugh hefner yeah i'm sorry is porn important <laughs> oh it is to you you know bill maher <laughs> but like, 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 like I'm sorry, you don't get one of the most prolific American art forms. Yeah. <laughs> and most people can at least appreciate the fruits of it, if not it directly. Yeah. But yeah, no. Nobody's asked him to be in, a, in an Iron Man movie. That's, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Jim Cramer was in an Avengers movie. <laughs> they won't put me on TV. Well, <laughs> God, he's the worst. 
The worst. Yeah, I don't like that guy. I, I hate him because he says a lot of stuff I agree with, but then he's but then like then he's a dick. Forty five percent of what he well yeah <laughs> everything he says is said horribly, yeah. and like forty five percent of what he says I think is just like it, there's no point to it. It's either just to be contrarian or just to be hateful or just to be extreme, and it's like I don't know. That's no that's no basis for a position, even as a comedian. Yeah, like, like it's a shitty comedic position if that's what if that's what all it is. Mm-hmm. But and it's an awful intellectual position. Yeah. Add him to the list. Right, that's my last rant. <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, and Bill Maher. <laughs> or our celebrity nemesis. Yes. <laughs> but, well, other people have friends of podcasts. We all have foes. <laughs> foes of the pod. Oh, oh man. Our enemy, our Richard Nixon style enemies list. I'm really glad that Tom Cruise is not, has not been in a Marvel movie. I dread the day because I know it's going to happen someday. Someone's going to be like, hey, Tom Cruise, do you want to be in this Marvel movie? And I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> There's always been some persistent rumor of him going to a DC thing, like to do Green Lantern. Oh, and I'm like, I'm all for it if that means he'll less li- he's less likely to in be Marvel? in Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Because Gwyneth Paltrow is already, you know, Pepper and whatever. Like, nothing we can do about that. But Yeah, although the, our Iron Man movies are ending. So yeah. unless they're spinning off into a uh, rescue series. And you know what? Frankly, I like the character Pepper enough. And I don't I, – I wouldn't – there'd be <laughs> it'd be awful an awful experience for me personally. But I'm all for a STEM-based you yeah. know, superhero. And if, if they want to do a, a, a rescue – movie but i'd rather see if they're going to keep her around in any capacity her guest appearing in an ironheart movie yeah so there's better there's better options yeah like pretty much let's just cast anybody (laughs) (laughs) like like there's a lot of really talented young black actresses out there who could play ironheart Mm -hmm. who would do so much better leading a movie than Gwyneth Paltrow. When was the last time Gwyneth Paltrow led a a hit movie on her name alone Mm. i don't know like what shakespeare in love (laughs) Been roughly twenty something years. <laughs> She's too busy selling pseudoscience to the general public <laughs> and jade eggs. <laughs> you know, it feels good to have her on our enemies list, considering <laughs> the other people who like actively rail against her are like scientists and doctors, yeah. <laughs> like people who are like she's dangerous. Like, yeah. like, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll admit my dislike of Ben Affleck is relatively superficial. <laughs> you know, that's just not loving the guy's acting or whatever. Like, that's up. To, that's all opinion. But like Gwyneth Paltrow to end our shield podcast, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is objectively bad. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> do not read Goop if you do. <laughs> Yeah, we're all going to see Endgame, and heck, I'll be happy for for Tony Stark if they get married or whatever. But but if she also if she's so if when if when when uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill to bring it back to Shield are miraculously recovered <laughs> as the uh, Spider Man Far From Home uh, trailer indicates, yeah, you yeah. know, if by some fluke when people are re are, are d uh, de ashed or whatever. Yeah, de yeah, de atomized. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, then, if, if it, by some fluke Pepper is left behind, <laughs> I won't be sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do we see her? Did we see her? Is she not? Did she get ashed? I don't Did know. We see her not. 
Did we see her after the ashing? We didn't, but I, it hasn't been confirmed if she's been ashed Fingers or not. She's ashed. <laughs> I know. I don't think there's any way that's happening. <sighs> God. She's the only one who doesn't come back. <laughs> Everyone else comes back. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's not going to be uh, any more Iron Man movies, so there's no point, right? That's true, right? <laughs> Why bring her back and give her top billing? <laughs> yeah, just use John Favreau for the scenes with Iron with Ironheart to connect the two. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Just, like have her hand uh, the keys to Stark Enterprises <laughs> over to Riri. <laughs> oh man, and we'll never. They're going on a honeymoon, and we'll never see them again. Nope. Like that, I'll also accept that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Retirement for both of them. All right. On that note, <laughs> where can the good people of the internet find you? Uh, at I Snow Nothing. And you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. You can find the podcast at Project Tahiti on Twitter. You can send us an email at Project Tahiti Pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha